Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The COB is presented by Rabobank, awarded 2023 SMSF Savings Bank of the Year by Mozo. Great to be here with you on this Tuesday afternoon. This is the COB. I'm Nadine Blaney here with, not Colorado, here with Danny AQA. <laughs> we'll change that. Uh, Danny, big day, and it started before the market even opened with the news that uh, Qantas's CEO was stepping down early. Indeed, we have been chatting nonstop with all the experts today about what's been going on with Qantas and really, I think lots of great interviews to, mm-hmm. you know, do a deep dive. I just had a great conversation with Michael Frazis um, about Qantas, but look- What's he saying? It, it's pretty negative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot stacked up against the company at the moment. They've got to spend a lot of 15 billion potentially on you know re-equipping the fleet. They've let the fleet age. Mm-hmm. You know, service has gone. Um, there's lots of headwinds. He's not you know buying or selling or shorting the stock, but his analysis I thought was very comprehensive. You can listen to that online ASAP. Um, look, it was interesting to see the initial share price reaction uh, because, of course, it was positive at the beginning, which yeah, uh, you know, was. Perhaps, perhaps Alan Joyce could have been a bit offended by, but uh, that quickly turned around, ending the day relatively flat. Yep. Uh, we spoke with Alex Pakoulis from Bernays, Harper Bernays, sorry, that's up online as well. And his take was that, is it in the price? Sort of, but perhaps more pain to come. My question is, and I didn't get to actually Mm. speak to anybody about Qantas specifically, really, um, is Vanessa Hudson, so the new CEO Mm. as of tomorrow. I mean, if you're looking uh, for a circuit breaker, if you're looking Mm. for something to change, Mm. I mean, she's... She's internal. Yeah, Yeah. and there is a culture problem, you've (laughs) got to say, at Qantas, when you consider if the ACCC's allegations are correct and it's selling tickets, you know, for flights She was the CFO, wasn't she? Yep. So she's given the the tick to everything. Absolutely. So uh, that's my sort of cynical take on what's going on with Qantas and the fact that you literally cannot have a conversation without getting an anecdote, something that's gone wrong, somebody who has suffered. And so, I mean, what a fall from grace for the spirit of Australia, but we'll get there. Absolutely, the poor bit. old flying kangaroo is a bit bashed around at the moment. It sure so they, is. I compared Joyce to the the road runner. He's he's making a dash out now, whether or not he's going to go off the cliff afterwards. Yeah, well, and uh, Vanessa Hudson have perhaps bumping up against the so-called glass cliff when uh, females <laughs> are brought in to clean up a mess. Anyhow, we'll leave that there. Talk about the, the three themes. You know, when we consider where the market has uh, been today, really a lot of the conversation has been around RBA rates. It yep. appears, seems to me, a lot of the commentary is that, yeah, perhaps another interest rate hike Oops. is becoming less and less 
of a possibility. Isn't that really interesting? I spoke to an economist today from Vanek and he actually thinks we've got another one or two. Can really? you believe it? But we were just saying off camera, if you have a look at the market reaction, so the share market put in a bit of a rally, the buyers came in, but the Aussie dollar, it is 63.94. It is off almost a whole percent, which means some traders have obviously thought this was a very dovish tone. Mm-hmm. Interesting, because uh, when it actually happened, there wasn't a significant reaction. No. So well priced in at that time. So it's the digestion, of course. And one thing that I picked out immediately of the statement today was the reference to China's economy mm. and the property sector there in particular. It has been such a a domestically focused statement for so long, rightfully so. Um, but we haven't heard a lot of commentary from the Reserve Bank, in particular on China, for quite some time. So I thought that was interesting. And of course, it's in a week that we got the services data today. Yeah. We've got a lot of data a bit weaker, coming yeah. from China. And we'll be speaking with Jessamir from Mumu a little bit later on about that one as well. So, Danny, um, markets, it was a bit of a nothing one. I'm giving up all of yesterday's gains. Absolutely. Pretty much. But it's, you know, it's not too bad. We didn't have much of a lead. So I've got the ASX 200 off almost 20 points, about 17 and a half, 0.24%. So it's still hanging on by its little paws at 7,301. Well, um, a little bit of thanks to the miners, I suppose. BHP was down, you know, in early trade, uh, but it looks to finish up by about two-tenths of a percent. Lots of selling, though, in a lot of those lithium names, which we might touch on. Gold coming under a lot of pressure yep. as well. And energy yep. today. I think uh, Viva, didn't that go ex-dividend It did today? go ex-dividend. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so that would contribute to its uh, almost three and uh, three and three-quarter percent mm-hmm. fall. Utilities, uh, look, uh, not sort of a great standout today. You can see that mixed picture there. Healthcare, I had a really good chat with Luke Laredev. I'm just in the process of putting them up online, Danny. Um, and, and he had named three buys yep. in the healthcare space. And you can see today more resilient, proving more resilient than the broader market overall. A bit of a defensive trade going on. And yeah, they're all, there's a lot of them in the in the green today, which is good. And includes consumer staples, of course, Woolworths, Coles, both in positive territory, Endeavor as well. So it's a bit of a snapshot of what happened there in the sectors. And to your earlier point, Denny, you know, right now, we talked about it yesterday, you know, XDIV sort of yeah. having an impact on these stock specifics. Absolutely. So uh, there we go. Corporate travel, Northern Star, Origin, Pilbara Minerals. I got confused earlier whether Pilbara went X today or yesterday. It's today. And Helia Group. Now, of course, when you do have companies going X dividend, it is a bit of a, a drag on the market as well. It is. Um, okay. So Qantas. Qantas was the story of the day. We've mentioned it already. I think we've got the share price to show you for Qantas. Just just a bit of uh, consternation as the market digests everything that has gone on with Qantas, everything that's to come, whether or not there will be a sea change. That's incorrect. Can we lose that? And uh, the stock of the day was, in fact, Qantas. So let's take a listen to what our expert guests on the call had to say today. of a handball for the new CEO and, and maybe we see some, some turmoil over the next couple of years. Um, and like I said, I think that share price reaction is actually quite rational. So 
look, it's, it's probably one I'd be exiting. I think there's there's more uh, headwinds than tailwinds for Qantas over the next probably, you know, at least one, maybe up to three years. Um, and it's probably not the place where I'd be want to play right. I don't think too many people, except the shareholders who made who made an absolute killing out of Qantas when they bought it at the, at the bottom. I think not too many other people will uh, will revere him after he's left, I don't think. There's, yep. there's too much of a bad smell now. You Fly them, you. don't buy them. Yes, well, uh, both Rudy and uh, Luke, not very positive on the stock. Don't need to be there. I mean, it, you know, screaming by in the middle of the, you know, the travails of the mm-hmm. pandemic. But, you know, they potentially have over-earned and there's a lot of headwinds. So yep, yep, I That agree. really seems to be the theme coming out from most of the experts. I haven't had say, heard anyone say this is a screaming buy. Yeah, well, that, that's time will come perhaps, <laughs> but uh, just not today. Look, let's look at the bigger picture. What's driving markets overall? Jessamere joining us from Moomoo. Jessica, so glad to have you here with us today. Thanks for joining us. Look, one of our key three themes was China. The RBA called China out specifically in its, you know, pretty short statement. So it used some of its copy to talk about China and the property woes there. What's your assessment now that we're getting some further data trickling in from the tiger economy? Well, I guess the proof is in the pudding, um, and the fact is that China's economy is really not getting a leg up, despite, I guess, um, a couple of rounds of stimulus. The fact of the matter is it's just not enough. So the the property sector in China makes up 15% of their economy, and that is facing a huge credit crunch. And so that is why we've, we're seeing Fortescue Metals, BHP, Rio Tinto and Minres, a few other large miners as well, really stuck in a trading range here. Um, and we think there's probably going to be further downside. So there is a risk of a further pullback, and we are seeing shorting volume actually pick up across the board, and that remains one of the big trades for 2023. Oh, interesting. So the shorters are picking up, are they, and are the big Aussie miners? Yeah, but uh, but more broadly, shorting across the entire market. And that is because uh, there is a huge risk here that uh, the bulk of the bond payments are due to be paid out in January um, and there's a huge risk that a lot of Chinese developers, in fact, 23 of the 50 largest property developers in China are expected to potentially miss uh, their bond coupon payments in January. So, I mean, we've got to think about the ramifications of that. Uh, what happened when Evergrande missed their bond coupon payments? Uh, then we saw uh, ratings agencies downgrade Evergrande, and then that caused a ripple effect across the entire global economy. Uh, you name it, most stocks were impacted. The S&P 500, the ASX 200, Apple, Tesla, all of those stocks that you can imagine that make a fair chunk of their money from China were heavily impacted. And this is uh, what the market is toying with right now. Okay, so companies that you think are most at risk in this scenario? So we saw the mass exodus uh, last week of Fortescue Metals. I guess that is really proof in the pudding um, that a lot of these large miners are seeing massive headwinds ahead. So Fortescue Metals, by far and out, uh, you know, they're making 90% of their revenue from China. They're obviously likely to see uh, the biggest pullback um, 
if if um, China's property sector does come into further trouble, which is probably quite likely. Um, also, you've got to look at uh, the other miners. So Rio Tinto, uh, they also do make a, a pretty large chunk of their revenue from China. They're a bit more diversified, a lot more diversified than uh, than BHP um, and um, uh, sort of than Fortescue Metals and, of course, BHP. So BHP makes uh, 54% of their revenue from China, Rio Tinto 56%. Uh, but if you add the three together, uh, they make up 14% of the ASX 200. Um, so if we do see the property sector uh, shake, uh, the iron ore price, which is up 33%, from its low, uh, that'll probably see a haircut. The copper price, um, that's really, um, you know, seeing a bit of, I guess, called bluff. Um, it's not really saying that the stimulus from China is enough. Uh, the copper price, just look at it, it's only up 6%. So uh, the copper miners are, um, are likely to, to face some downside pressure as well. And then, of course, uh, the lithium miners, uh, we've not seen all of them really uh, do quite well. The, majority are uh, down and out, uh, but we have seen uh, on the back of Albemarle tacking, uh, tapping LTR or Lion Town on the shoulder this week again. Uh, we've seen um, a lot of um, a lot of moves and a lot of excitement in the small cap lithium space, and I do think that that's probably pretty vulnerable as well. Mm, interesting. I noticed, I spoke with um, Jerry Harvey today, bear with me one, one second, because <laughs> Harvey Norman's coming out of the top 100 in the ASX and Leo Lithium is going in. What? Even yeah, after I, yesterday? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's just a, a bit of an aside, but it just shows, um, you know, that it's certainly there are some risks out there in the lithium space, even though they get popped into the ASX 100. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I do think more broadly, um, if you take a big term view, I think uh, lithium is here to stay. So there's a lot of talk about solid state batteries. Uh, will solid state batteries replace lithium, lithium? And I think people forget that you actually need about five times the amount of lithium for a solid state battery as you do for a lithium ion battery. So make no mistake, there's no way that lithium demand is going to slow down. So if you take a longer term view, uh, when you are looking at those lithium stocks in your portfolio, that will probably be really advisable. If you're trading, um, you're probably um, better, it's probably best suited to a sophisticated trader to be dabbling in lithium uh, right now, given um, stimulus is all over the place. But um, it really does make uh, a lot of sense to look for those miners that do have offtake agreements with those large and uh, EV makers because we do know uh, China, if we just think about 2025, um, China's estimated to drastically double their EV uh, production and sales. So it seems a bit ludicrous, but um, but let's see, let's see what happens. But all in all, that's definitely going to put a flaw under uh, lithium demand. Well, Jess, it's been a pleasure to have you join us on the COB. We hope to have you back. Uh, thanks for hitting one of our key three themes of the day. Appreciate it. 
Thank you. Thanks, Lise. Jessica Mir from Moomoo there. And I have to eat my words. I got my L's confused. Ooh. It's Liontown Resources that is going into the ASX 100. When I said, I thought, it Uh-oh. can't be large enough. I've got my L's confused. So this I'm just is what clarified. happens when we're live. There's no shame. <laughs> uh, you know, can't remember everything. Like I said yesterday, of all the 2,000 companies, sometimes the L's get confused when we're talking about lithium. Now, Danny, why don't we, now that the market's closed, last of the day's yep. trades have gone through, start to take a look at some of these leaders and laggards. And yeah. As I was saying, as far as the leaders go, let's bring them up on screen. There wasn't a lot going on under the hood as far as I could see, at least for some of these companies that came through as some of the leaders. So Omni Bridgeway, that's a very odd one to have there leading. Uh, we've got GrainCorp, yeah. one of the best performers, no news. No news. IGO, been, no news. It might have been something to do with, um, yeah, grain crops or something. IGO has actually been on a tear since they announced their results last week. Um, it was a very, very strong performer. And I do remember because Kyle was quite proud of the fact that he actually owned some shares in that <laughs> one. Um, Iris, on the other hand, um, really had terrible results and were heavily sold off. So it looks like there's some bottom fishing coming into that one. Well, I see that there's been a change in director's interest notice. I didn't have a chance to look at right. it today. So whether directors are buying, inspiring a little bit of confidence. But look, if you look at the gains that are on the screen right now, it's not as if any of them are massive, let's no. be honest. I mean, we do have a little bit of a theme coming through with Hub24 also on the list. Um, IPH is one of the best performers today. Just it, There's just not a lot we can take as far as uh, you know themes or stories by no. the leaders here today. Um, flip side though, there is a bit of uh, commonality between uh, these companies on the screen. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot going on in uh, the gold sector and uh, Chalice Mining again. It, it was off at least, well, I don't know, 30, 40% last week. So another 14% uh, fall today. Yeah, Jefferies has cut its price target by close to 70%, right. cutting it to $2 Ooh, that's per great. share, saying that there's a some big funding hurdles for its Gonneville project. Um, so it's also been downgraded to underperform. So yeah, just as you said, plenty of negativity kind of piling on chalice mining right now. And um, in keeping with the theme of ex-dividends, that's what's going on with Viva Energy today. Absolutely. And uh, I'm just having a look there for West African resources. Doesn't seem to be any particular news there because um, their results were out at the back end of last week. I guess so. gold is coming under a bit of pressure. Yeah. You know, we've had a little bit of risk on lately, of course, with uh, news of the China stimulus coming through. It's put a bit, little bit of pressure on gold. It just hasn't really been in favour, you know, correct me no. if I'm wrong. No, that's absolutely true. Um, it really has a lot to do with what's going on with real bond yields. And although you did see US 10-year treasuries coming back a little bit last week, um, you need those real yields to come down and uh, well it's not happening at the moment. Okay, in the small to mid cap space, Kingsgate consolidated. There you go. We're talking mm. about gold and you know, proving us wrong up by 9%. Seven West Media up by 8% yes. and flipping the page to the laggards. Um, again, it's just a little bit of a motley. Jervois Global again. That's one of uh, Kyle's, Kyle's favorites. Yeah, we I still a... don't know what they do, but <laughs> nevertheless. 
Oh, Kyle, if you're listening, we miss you. Uh, but we're having a good time here regardless. Exactly. Um, let's take a look at what's happening overnight, see if there's anything good that we can hang our hat on. The Eurozone PPI, Danny. That'll be uh, interesting because yeah. the Eurozone really is, Germany is uh, under a lot of pressure at the moment. They're talking about another recession. I think we touched on that yesterday. And U.S. factory orders. Um, so, again, the U.S. opens up tonight. So that will be interesting to see. Let's have a look and see how the futures are doing at the moment. Yeah, well, I just was reading Down some Westpac analysis about those factory orders, expecting to see last month's bounce fully unwind. So again, it says providing you know, a, a more volatile reflection of the underlying weakness that are present in core orders. So yeah, watching for that activity read there tomorrow. National accounts activity. Oh, GDP. I have spoken to a few people about that. And, um, you know, everybody's pretty sanguine at the moment. I don't think they're looking for any major upside surprises. I've sort of heard 2.1%. Is that sort of the level mm-hmm. that you've heard? Yeah, yeah. But I, I know that ANZ actually um, increased, uh, revised, or I should say firmed up its forecast for the GDP. It's expecting to see quarter on quarter growth of 0.4% saying that the GDP partials have actually come in on the stronger sides based on its expectations. So it's um, sitting at 0.4% quarter on quarter, 1.9% year on year. So that's ANZ's call. Um, So look, we'll bring you live coverage of that. You will specifically at 1130 uh, tomorrow morning just uh, to get you across what's happening. And uh, we will also uh, get you across all, you know, the the wash up from whatever happens on Wall Street tonight after a holiday. Absolutely. That holiday. And uh, let's have a look and see where we've closed because it looks like the ASX 200 and the SIBO put in a really firm rally Mm -hmm. into uh, the afternoon session. SIBO 200 just down 2.3 points or 0.17%. And the ASX 200, well, down four spot, five points, 7,314, which will probably get those technicians uh, pretty excited that we've held that crucial level. That is the program for today. Thank you so much for joining us throughout. If you would like to catch up on any of the interviews that you've missed, all of those that we've name dropped in this program, please do go online at ausbiz.com.au and we will see you tomorrow. Right early tomorrow. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.